sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. That was odd. Yes, it was. Well, that was odd. Yeah, did Tony Neville did that. Oh, my Lord. I'm like, where, where'd the music go? Yeah. Now, the mouse for the computer was on the other side. Okay. Tony showed the music. Wow. Okay. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're, we'll regroup. So he's he, <laughs> so he's a guest and engineer today. I guess, yeah. yeah. Sportsman Radio, glad to be with you. AM 1400 KSHP. That was like a knuckleball. Hoyt Wilhelm in studio. <laughs> Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. One of our favorite guests He's the one, the well, only. Well, until now. Well, hey, come you're gonna, on. You're going to let that one go? Yeah, right. I'm going to let it go. Hi, buddy. Hey, 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 hey. All I did was uh, Sit down. the mouse was under a piece of metal, and I just slid it out from under. Yeah, yeah don't, and, we're fine. And the Allman Brothers, they're my favorite band. I yeah, mean, you I really hated losing that. By the way, it's radio. It's nicely done. You got the the, the mustache, but now you got the goatee thing happening. You got a little, uh, you, you look like, uh, you know, you could run a, in, in the, you could have been a general in the Civil War. Well, That's uh, a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very, yeah. it's very authoritative. Yeah. Well, I've got an orange shirt on for anybody that's out there and khaki pants. So I'm trying to play businessman the best I can. What I have found with mustaches and these goatee beards is it pushes that mask off your face. So if you have to wear glasses, you don't end up, uh, you know, with fog all over your glasses. So it's, right. it's, it's a twofold response. I came over to the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar on Saturday, and um, wife and granddaughter were shopping at the Fashion Show Mall across the street. So I was like, hey, man, I'm in. You guys go knock yourself out. Take all the time you need. <laughs> and I had a wonderful afternoon uh, with Tony playing the horses on Saturday, and then the girls came back, and we had a wonderful lunch. Uh, that's a great, great setup. It is, isn't it? I mean, you've got TVs everywhere. You've got big screens everywhere. You got great food. You got soft drinks for the kids there. And we've separated the adults area from where you have the uh, young under 21s can sit and dine. And it's uh, all the memorabilia that we have located throughout the facility. It, it's it's one of those things you could probably take a good hour just walking through and looking at each of the references we have to all the different sports over the last uh, 75 to 80 years. The crowd was, it was a good day. I mean, I mean, social distancing, everybody did their thing with the mass. But I mean, the book had a real buzz to it and the restaurant was doing really well. And again, it was, it was a fun day. The day before, what was it like on the big day? It was extremely busy, as some of us locally may have read today in one of our daily publications. There were a few of the outfits around the world that had some issue with tickets not coming out as quickly as they wanted. And I guess some IT person somewhere outside of Nevada possibly decided they wanted to tweak Super Bowl Sunday's processor mm -hmm. and it by doing so, shut down some of the locations from being able to dispense and cash tickets. So we may have seen some of the overflow from our neighbors across the street and to just to the south of us. 
and we're always happy to uh, accommodate anyone that's interested in coming over there to the Treasure Island. By the way, probably I would think a little different, you being a strip property. We did the show with Chuck Esposito yesterday. Uh, it was out at Sunset Station. It was unbelievable. I mean, there was a line 20 deep before the radio show, got off the radio show, people coming in to cash their Super Bowl tickets. And that's for the local properties. That's the, I mean, I know maybe a lot of your folks, boom, Van Moose and maybe back to L.A. Right. So Sunday night's got to be just nuts grading out and cashing out. Yeah, actually, we were able to uh, complete the all the props, all the indexes, all the quarters, all the special point spreads. We probably had everything graded within about 35 to 40 minutes time. So we were really able to expedite that process. And the only thing that makes that happen so smoothly is the supervisors we have really love sports. And we put a couple of them in the admin office, constantly grading. And we were grading throughout the game as different props would come to fruition. And, of course, at the end of the game, uh, you put in the final score. And uh, it, it was great. In terms of turning a corner, we're nowhere near where we need to be or want to be. But I'm just curious. This We've had other events. But with this event, did you slowly see it starting to come back? It, you know, it's it's not like a Super Bowl in past years, but positive signs? Yeah, I, th I think it was positive in that I had higher expectations as to what hotel occupancy would be for this particular weekend. It came in below my threshold. But with the folks that came in, they came in with both both barrels blazing, Brian. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Our friends at John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Buy one sub, get one free. Any size sub. It's lunchtime. That's what we always tell you on Tuesdays. And on Tuesdays, Tony Neville comes in and joins us. Don't forget our friends at Oasis 4955 South Decatur. The banquet room is open 24-7 with the kitchen. Baseball hot stove dress. Great place, Oasis 4955 South Decatur. Back with Tony. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you, Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP Studios in Las Vegas. I'm blessing Stevie Slapshot. One of our favorite days, Tuesday. Tony Neville swings by. Always good to see you. From Treasure Island, kind enough to join us in studio. Uh, what was your take on the game itself, Tony? First of all, how would you do? Because you're a standalone book, and you, you have unique numbers, unique offerings. Uh, you know, you're not a, a hub for a bunch of places. They're coming at you. How would you do? You know, Brian, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, here's what exactly happened. We typically don't take the $2 million wagers, the $100,000 wagers. Majority of our bets were about $5,000 to $7,000 mm -hmm. on the high end of it. We'd have somebody lay $7,000 to win $5,000. And we were always in a position from the early on, we were going to get our clock cleaned if it came out Tampa Bay and over. 
So we were one of the few places when everybody else had 56 under, we had 57. So we were able to sell off some of that liability, but we came out okay on the game. Our best spot from what a winning side of it though, we won almost as much on the second half is what we actually won on the what, game. Do you remember itself. what did you what did you hang in the sink? Do you remember? Yeah, we had the uh, total 28. Uh, of course, they bet it over like crazy. Then they went ahead and went to uh, 28 and a half, and they kept popping it over 28 and a half. Then I think we had, uh, I think we had uh, Kansas City seven or seven and a half, and they bet like that game was going to be 45 to nothing in the second half, and it came out, and the second half was. I think for a lot of people wanting the excitement, it came out a little bit of a dud unless you were a Tampa Bay fan. And I think it showed, even though he was able to scramble a lot, I think that he was dealing with one of probably the worst turf toes we mm -hmm. could have imagined on a future we Hall of Famer. We were talking about that in the uh, first uh, hour. I don't remember ever hearing someone have surgery on turf toe. I know it's like a rest thing. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I just... It has happened. I've, I've heard of uh, surgery before. Again, the, the, the planta, which has to do with the planta fasciitis thing. So apparently his planta became detached. So they, got, they have to reattach it. You know, I think uh, Derek McFadden dealt with that after he left the University of Arkansas. Then when he got with the Cowboys later on in his career, had problems with it. I heard yesterday uh, one of the other uh, announcers on the television side state that he had had it during his playing days and that when he would go to the shower, all toes would be facing forward, but the big toe would be standing straight up, looked like it was looking up at him while <laughs> he was showering and that it was extremely painful. Yeah. And so I, my, my hat goes off to the kid that played quarterback for Kansas City Chiefs, Mr. Mahomes, because I know that what he went through was nothing any other player would want to have to deal with. Hey, man, this wasn't planned. You just threw that out. But, yeah. I mean, uh, we got our, our new guy, Dr. Nick Spiritos, and we're welcoming them on board Sports Week Radio. Uzu CBD Plus, Y-U-Z-U. Uzu CBD Plus. And the, the CBD oil, I've used this for a, a while. Mm -hmm. It bumps you, rub it on your shoulder, and, oh, it's not stiff anymore, the knee. Right. My wife's got the plantar fasciitis. Oh, does she? Which is not fun. It is not fun. And she's using this stuff. And she's, I mean, it's not a cure, but, I mean, it makes a big difference. And yeah. they, they've got the capsules, delectable edibles, uh, lotion salves, all kinds of good stuff. And we invite you to check out the website and free shipping on orders of over $100. I've got a minor and lower I, back issue. I've used it on that. It's fantastic. No, the, the, the CBD stuff is wild. All right, thank you for that. I mean, you threw it out of nowhere, the, the planta. Yeah. Oh, that's painful, man. It, oh, oh, again, I've had it, not, I'm sure not to Mahomes' degree, but mine was discolored, it, it swelled, and it was extremely painful for like six months. They had him going backwards from the get-go. I mean, it, you know, I mean, he, it, right. it, he was, I won't say he was rattled. I think it was a, an incredible scheme, which, which really, honestly, I'm watching that game. It infuriates me to no end because that's what I thought. That's what I said as a Bills fan is, yeah, maybe you'll get scalded, but you've got to get him on the move and hit him. And, and the Bills were passive in a game the week after he was hurt. I'm like, 
That's what the Bills should have. Right? Did we not say that yes. that entire week leading up to that game? Yeah. And Tampa Bay, the minute they sent everybody with his toe, I think, his initial reaction wasn't to go east-west. He was going north-south, but he's going backwards. And then going, you know, th- those plays were dead. And, uh, well, he made some incredible plays to get the ball downfield. But those were coin flips, whether those were catches or picks. You know, it was a great game plan by Tampa Bay. You know what? We got buried on our parlay cards. They really got us good on that one. We had five sacks, and there were a couple of plays there where we were going, sack, 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 sack. (laughs) Is he in the grass? We need one more sack. And it went under. But you know what? We were sitting a small winner on Kansas City in the over, a great winner on Kansas City and under, and, of course, it came out uh, somewhat of a winner there, you know, with uh, Tampa and the under. Uh, From – a handle perspective, 2019, well, we're 20, I guess the Super Bowl's February. So 2020, before, pre-pandemic to this year, how massive a difference was the handle? Uh, off about 65%. No kidding. Yep. Now that's you. That's me. I, well, I what can't about speak the, for everyone What about else? the state? Have we you know, I haven't seen this yet? Haven't seen those figures yet. Uh, State of Nevada will probably have those figures no later than 3 o'clock today or 3 o'clock tomorrow. I didn't see them yesterday at all. So I would guess today will give them enough time to uh, put that out. And they provide that to all the uh, licensees around the state. you formulate any opinions? And one season ends, but this is what we do in Vegas. We immediately look to the future in terms of this is going to be a great offseason. Stafford with the Rams now, Goff with the Lions, where does Watson go? What happens with Wentz? Who does what in the draft? Do the Dolphins get in on the Watson thing and Tua gets a fresh start with Houston? This is going to be a really wild offseason to the point where you know you hang futures for next year. Those futures are going to be dancing here in the next six weeks. Yeah, you know, we put our futures up for next year uh, about – 48 hours after the AFC and NFC championships. And I don't think that there's a whole lot of bargains, but there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to have their ears next to the transaction line and looking and seeing what kind of trades are going to take place before the draft. And those trades can make the difference because some of these teams are just a player or two away. And um, so, you know, that's the exciting part of our business, Brian. It's never static. It's always uh, changing. And I look forward to uh, next year. And uh, hopefully by next year, we'll go into the end of August and the first of September to where everybody is not scared of being out in public. Well, in fans, you know, I mean, I mean, you think of the impact. you got a Legion Stadium sitting right down the road. And I know it will be so interesting to see. You know, what would that impact have been for a, a joint like yours? Like you, you got to figure, well, I, uh, what would you be looking at? Uh, well, it's eight a, weeks. It's eight weeks, but would you be looking at a couple thousand people staying at TI for those games? Well, of course. Of course. I mean, you're probably going to have, what would you guess, maybe 30%, 35% of the crowd is going to purchase tickets from existing ticket holders here locally or in Cal- out of mm. California or wherever our fan base is derived from. It also affected UNLV. So when UNLV hosts Wyoming, Wyoming people come, some of them are going to stay at the TI. Exactly. And, you know, we always love having 
Boise State fans, Wyoming, Colorado State, Utah State, Utah. Anybody that comes here, they're always welcome at Treasure Island. When Tony Neville joins us, we always got to talk college hoops. Tony has great information, great power ratings on college basketball, NBA, NHL, and the updates, who's in, who's out, what games are even being played. Locally, we got Vegas Hockey Island coming up at the top of the hour with Dave Sheen from the RJ. You can listen to that live, kshp.com. But we've got Tony Neville in studio, loving life with you on a Tuesday, Sportsbook Radio, Sports Grid Radio Network, and on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you in Las Vegas, KSHP Studios, Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series, Channel 204. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Tony Neville, our good pal, racing sportsbook director at Treasure Island, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar, in studio with us. And hey, lo and behold, we got some numbers for you, Mr. Neville. Bring them on. All right, from the Nevada Gaming Control Board, uh, David Purdom uh, on ESPN. He's got numbers up and says... 136 million bet in state. The win was a net 12.6 million, but the 136 wagered down 12%. And what does that win percentage equate to, Brian? Do you do they have that figure? What the win is compared to the handle? I don't have the figures in oh, front can... of me. Did you have a? An idea, Steve, what you thought was... I can do that. No, no. Is that down 12% from last year? Yeah. Because last year was a record, right, Tony? Record handle last year? I I, don't know. I I, think it probably was. I I thought I had read that. And then off of that, and uh, this industry continues to grow, they were expecting this uh, to be a a record year, and then pandemic hit, and numbers are... Well, you have to remember, too, uh, because of the locations that may have been knocked down prior to kickoff, that stymied a lot of the handle from being what would have been a much better number. Yeah. Because sometimes some of the bigger bets do actually come in right there with about 10 minutes to uh, kickoff. But that's all kind of relative now. I mean, we got to deal with the facts as the way they were, and that this year's in the books. We can only look forward to next year, Steve. How, so how about the, the mobile uh, apps uh, around town? I would imagine, the, the, what, you know, if you look, want to look at a positive in the pandemic, people probably got into the mobile apps and they'll be using that going forward. Yeah, right? I, I agree with you there. I think they'll, they will use that because it's easier. Right. It's easier than driving down or whatever. But uh, the other side of that is, is the downside is – a lot of people enjoy the visit to the book because they can watch eight to 12 games, 10 games, whatever the schedule provides at that four o'clock hour, six thirty hour, seven o'clock hour for your college basketball, for instance, where they aren't able to do that when they're at home. I don't know if you'd be proud of me, but I think I did it. Uh, 9.2%. That's great. We held a 12.5% Good for you. over there where we were. But again, uh, you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. It's just one day. 
And you have to look at this bookmaking over five and ten year periods. If you try to look at it day to day, week to week, or month to month, it's really not going to tell the true story about what you're doing bookmaking wise. All right, man. Let's swing it to uh, college hoops. By the way, North Carolina had the big win over Duke, and I guess what the kids did—they went nuts and celebrated yeah. without the mask, and it forced the postponement of the game with Miami last night. And they're apologizing to the coach and the school and everybody. I mean, kids are kids. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we're watching the hockey thing, which is. You know, more bad news, Philly, Washington on the shelf. But college basketball, Tony, what's what's the update from your end, your power ratings, some of the teams that are catching your eye, and, and just maybe the playing field itself, the playing court, as it were? Well, you know, it's it's been a lot of teams that they go up a couple of points, they go down a couple of points, so that there's a lot of moderation that's taken place this year. Not a whole lot of surprises. I think some of the teams, like we've been discussing in the last couple of weeks, team off the radar, Abilene Christian might be a team that you look at, comes from a small market. Even though they got beat last night, uh, BYU got the number. Uh, I think they're to be reckoned with. A team out of Chicago, Loyola Chicago this year, is playing better ball than they have in the last four or five years. Kansas is dropped down, but they're slowly starting to work their way back up. Illinois is doing extremely good this year. Houston, when they play, has a a great basketball team. We don't have to say enough about Gonzaga. Over there in the ACC, uh, keep your eye on Florida State. Michigan's playing really good basketball. And uh, San Diego State's playing good. Ohio State, Stevie, SMU's doing pretty good, but they're kind of middle-range but for the conference they play. And now let's talk about the other side of the spectrum for just one second. What are some of the worst teams out there? I have Mississippi Valley State as a minus six for a power ranking. And they have assumed the spot of the worst team because the other team that was bad was called uh, Chicago State, and they canceled their season about the third week uh, of college basketball. So Mississippi Valley State – is a typically a big bet against out there. Tonight, your beloved Razorbacks, we have uh, Arkansas, Kentucky. Kentucky's a one-point favorite. Total is 142.5. Buddy, it's, it's been tough sledding for you on the Arkansas front. By the way, Bama and Nate Oates, the job he's doing, 10-1 in conference, 15-5 and five overall. But after that, you talk about cannibalizing each other in the Southeastern Conference, and here's Arkansas. You know, right there, mid-pack, 6-4 and four in conference, but 14-5 and five overall, you got to be pretty happy with the way this team's playing. Extremely happy. Uh, you know, we know where the issues are on our team. Uh, our shooting's been inconsistent. Our, our biggest rebounder looks like uh, a matchstick. He's six foot seven, can shoot the three-point play from 30 feet away, so he's not going to get too many rebounds from out there. They hustle like crazy. Uh, let's talk about it. You know, not too disappointed about Arkansas. Let me tell you about how disappointed – the people over there in Kentucky are uh, with the cats. You know, I teased my friend Keith Chamblin from the National Handicapping Championship, and I said, "Well, there's no more meow, and they've declawed the cat uh, <laughs> with my power rankings tonight." I've got our actually Arkansas a two point favorite, where everybody else has got Kentucky one. We've got that game at Pickham, but the other big game out there, Brian, is Alabama at South Carolina. Alabama been playing pretty good, but now that they're on the road. Uh, I've got this thing closer to an Alabama four-point favorite on my power rankings. And what are they, about seven, seven and a half tonight, Brian? 
Are you seeing that game, game number 613? Yeah, yep. I got it for you. Uh, Bama is 6.5, 157. Yep. Another pretty good game tonight. Could be Notre Dame and Duke. Duke is not the blue blood that we know over the previous uh, two decades. Notre Dame still not quite the champions that they need to be. I would expect Duke there uh, to win by at least seven points, Brian. How about when we get to March Madness, though? Just when, you know, it's such a goofball season. And, you know, we know how good Gonzaga's been. You know, Baylor as well. But is it a goofball season? And, you know, or is, is Gonzaga that good? Or is, is there someone out there or a bunch of teams that are out there and we just don't know because it's a wacko deal? Oh, no, no, no. There's no wacko deal here. What you see is what you got. And Gonzaga is the cream of the crop, head and head, nose and nose. Are they cutting the With the down? Baylor Bears. Baylor has got a tremendous team. And the only other team that I have rated right on up there are the Cougars from the University of Houston. And I don't wow. know that their conference is – that strong to be able to compete with these two teams. And people have always spoken to the fact that Gonzaga doesn't play in a tough enough conference, but the reality is they take on anyone and everyone and they destroy the point spread about 90% of the time. Last night was one of the exceptions. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here. Houston, only two losses, one of them by a point to Tulsa, uh, but the, their last game, uh, or I'm sorry, excuse me, the game before last uh, they lose to East Carolina. Yep, but teams are going to go through this. I mean, all teams. One thing that you'll learn from most of the coaches is they would prefer not to go into the tournament unbeaten. They like to have a loss so their kids can taste what it's like. And I don't know whether humiliation would be the word because all these kids playing on great teams feel humiliated and lit down, especially them letting down themselves and their coach and assistant coaches when they have a loss, but most of them believe that it is therapeutic going into the tournament, Brian. I immediately thought of Tom Izzo when you said that. It, it just it doesn't matter what Michigan State's regular season is. He has those teams ready for their tournament every single year. Sometimes losses are the best medicine to get you to change your attitude and realize everything the coach has been telling you about blocking out and taking open shots. How have you treated the back-to-back -back games in college basketball? Like we just saw it here, Air Force uh, in uh, Vegas to take on UNLV. Back-to-back -back games, Vegas wins. Both games, the, the road team covers. Exactly, and, and I think that's what you'll learn this year is that with consistency, there's inconsistency. It's a double-edged sword. You'll find one team will go out there and cover the spread and win. Another team may go out the first night and win, and then the next night the opposing team comes back and win. And you see that some with maybe the North Dakota, North Dakota State teams, South Dakota, South Dakota State. And each and every conference is a little bit different. There's no true uh, actuality that you can look at and say it's going to happen and 90% of the games or 70% of the games, I think most of the time you're looking at a 50-50, Brian. All right. Good stuff. Tony Neville's joining us in the studio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We got baseball coming, NASCAR tonight. Um, on and on it goes, right? We just turn the page, look on to the next thing. 
Moving on, moving on. And for the folks out there listening, don't forget, you got a great game tonight with Creighton and Georgetown. Georgetown, the first half of the year, would not show up the second half. They are showing up for the second half of games tonight. Creighton at Georgetown could be a good game to view. A little shed on college hoops, NBA, uh, NHL, more to come. We're racing towards the top of the hour locally. we got Vegas Hockey Hotline, and you can listen to that at KSHP.com. Of course, you can follow Stevie on Twitter at Stevie Slapchef. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Tony Neville in studio, having great fun on a Tuesday. We're glad to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network and on Sirius Channel 204. We're coming back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you here, Sportsbook Radio, AM fourteen hundred KSHP in Las Vegas, Sports Grid Radio Network, Series Channel two hundred four. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, and our pal, the one, the only, one of the best, absolutely one of the best. We love him, Tony Neville, Treasure Island, kind enough to swing by and see us in studio today. Uh, just curious, bud, how at you, other properties in town? We just got by the Super Bowl, the biggest event of all, I believe is March Madness, right? And those first two days are such a special event in Las Vegas. Any idea? I mean, it's really, I mean, the sad truth is it's not that far away. How might that be dealt with? Well, I'd like to make an announcement at this time, Brian. Really? That's associated with madness in March, as they say. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen out there in the listening... You didn't tell us you were going to make an announcement. I mean, Ladies and gentlemen out there in the listening world, as you know, COVID has reduced the workforce in the great state of Nevada. And because of that, and with the great anticipation and hopefully an increase in the number of guests allowed to our property, we have a shortage of tellers as well as supervisors. And I think that's pretty much rampant throughout the industry in the state of Nevada. This is a job helpline? Hopefully to... uh, (laughs) Tomorrow, Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. we will have the application online. Oh, come on. Good for you. And if you're looking to be a teller and you'd like to participate in March Madness at the Treasure Island, and you'd like to be a supervisor, and you'd like to have a couple of days that are a lot of fun and be an ambassador of goodwill, I look forward to perusing your uh, application as soon as possible. But back to the other side. No, that's, of the... that's awesome. No, tell them, tell them seriously, though. Anybody's interested, what do they do? Yeah, they just go to the TI website, go to employment, and, okay. and you'll find it listed there. Hey, you know what? I mean, I'm not. I'll, you know, Can not, you imagine working for that guy? Yeah, it'd be a ball. But, but no, no, not clowning around. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're, you know, we're saying it in all seriousness. That's awesome. No, no, it's because, great. You know, I mean, the small business is taking such a punch. They've got so many people yes. looking for something to do. We're thrilled that we're able to, you know, we're fighting our way back to full steam ahead here. Sports is back, it's still squirrely. But, you know, we're, we're lucky, Steve. You're right. I mean, yes, we're we able are. to find a way to do it. I think that's awesome uh, that the people maybe can uh, take a kick at the can, get in front of you, and then who knows where it goes. Yeah, and for those folks that don't understand, the, the reality is, is, is I work for a family-owned business here. We're not a corporation. We don't have shareholders. We're small. So for us, when the pandemic hit, it really hurt a lot of our associates. And with that, there was a major reduction in staff. And, of course, it was an increase of responsibilities for those that were called back after the initial shutdown. So we look forward to having you. But with 
this situation that we've had moving forward, you know, we would like to put on a party, as they say, with restricted attendance up in our convention center, which has been ongoing for approximately 20 years. And to be able to do that, we currently only have six tellers. And when you're working 16-hour days and you have to have morning and night in two different locations, I have to staff for downstairs in the Golden Circle and also up for our convention center. So, you know, if anyone's out there and they're interested, uh, please put in that application. But Steve and I were talking off the air. We need to hear something from CBS as to what time these games are going to be tipping off. Are they going to be a typical at 920 the first day or will they be starting earlier? Because there's a possibility I'm going to suggest that we may have tip off as early as 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. out here in Las Vegas and if that happens, we're going to have to open the book by 4.30 or 5 a.m. to get the bets for the early games. But I is don't... That, are you thinking that because in a venue, because they would need time between games? Well, I'm to, thinking that. To well, remember, the, so... Cleanse well, the venues? Or? The, in the NHL bubble, when you only had two venues, yeah. they were playing games all day. In, in Indianapolis, as, as I understand it, they're going to have like four venues. They're going to have to play games all day long, Brian, to get them in. So our typical 10 o'clock game or 9.20 game in the evening on the West Coast, the last starting game, that would be midnight on the East Coast. And our perception, Stevie and mine, were that they're not going to start games at midnight on the East Coast because of viewership. By the way, I had a great time Saturday. You said family business. I got there. He was sitting there. Mr. Mr. Ruffin was in his, his little perch there. They get the two fancy chairs. And... I was there like 10 minutes, and then he left, and you came out, and you, you plopped me in his seat. And I'm like, I, I looked at my wallet. I go, I don't qualify. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man, I had what a great day down there. May made a couple of bucks, almost hit the monster. I There was a $58 horse, first-time starter, came from Penn National to Aqueduct. They thumbed their nose at him. He won for fun. I get beat a lip in the second leg of a pick four, and a 9-to-1 wins the last leg. Pick four, 50 cent pick four paid almost like three grand. I just, I'm like, oh, what a weekend that would have been. Well, but you know, Saturday and Sunday, Brian, as you can uh, attest to, especially Saturday, it was a great race day. We had great racing from the East Coast to the West Coast. So that means starting at 9.20, 9.30 in the morning, uh, going until about uh, 4.30 uh, on Saturday, and then ending around 2.30 uh, on Sunday, just great racing, and 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 our players were doing both. Some were betting the NBA, some betting the NHL, but we had a great group of guys in. One from Florida, a guy in from Arizona, you know. And and you get to know these people over the last fifteen or twenty years, and it's great to have them for all these great events. By the way, it's that time of year. We're big horse racing guys. We love it. Uh, the Derby preps in earnest are starting. We just had the Sam F. Davis at Tampa Bay. There was a Bob Baffert horse. A first-time starter of uh, that was running over the weekend, and the horse had never run, and he was twenty-five to one in the Derby Future Pool. The horse's name was Bezos. He ran like Bozo. Yes, he did, and he was. <laughs> why don't you he tell burned, the price tag was burned, only three to five? I believe he, he at burned, first time he burned a lot of money. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! And you know, all the talk was he might be the Derby favorite. And uh, I, I, did Baffert's other horse beat him? Because Bezos finished fifth or sixth. I, believe, I think it no. I think it was some. Well, it was Rosario the horse that won was Rosario was on was a, was 
Like up twenty to one was the horse that beat him. Yeah, but he he ran out. He ran nowhere. Well, how about Rosario? Uh, he had three winners there on Saturday. I had him in the first race, and he paid like sixteen or eighteen dollars. Yeah, no, it's a great time of year for horse racing though, because the the two year olds graduated, had their birthday, but now we're starting to get the preps. Yeah, the preps, and the other good news is 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 look at these jockey colonies. Uh, down in, in, in Gulfstream, Zayas is riding like crazy. Uh, over my, my buddy, my, my, I mean, my favorite. Do you have a favorite jockey or two? Or do you have guys you win with all the time or guys that are just a stone in your shoe? Yeah, he retired. His name was Pat Day. Pat Day was. <laughs> Payday. Pat Day. Well, I got one by through by, by a DQ. I hit a, it was a like a $1,500 exacta in the Canadian international i think it was and it was by a dq and day was involved in that i yeah I, I always zigged and zagged the wrong way although he rode my favorite horse of all time in met mile najran and my guy now is junior alvarado right well you know i when this guy hops on a horse for the first time on the turf the horse improves five lanes well and i got my buddy cam stewart by the way we do a show on here on uh serious 204 hockey a podcast, and we do a live show Saturday night at midnight called Light the Lamp. And I got Cam into the horse racing, and he knows about Junior Alvarado. I text. This is the beauty of a horse racing. If, if you you know if you're into it and you, you do your homework and pay attention, and new people watched horse racing in the summer, Stevie. Yes, right, because yes. there wasn't much else going. No, on. Numbers were up, right, Tony? But of course, yeah. Oh, but I mean, I'm telling you, it's the it's a it's you're trying to put a Rubik's cube together, and and. And, and, you're sitting, and you're looking at past performances, but when you're trying to make money in horse racing, you have to be Dr. Phil. Now, you gotta, you got to read between the lines. What is the trainer trying to accomplish? What changes did he make to make the horse improve? So you're, you're doing that. most important guy that nobody knows about is the jockey's agent because he's the guy that really knows and has his guy choose. Well, I called my buddy Cammy on the... Uh, was it Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, it was Saturday, I guess. And I, because the first thing I did, I looked at Gulfstream Park. Let me see what Junior's on today. Oh, Junior's, where's Junior? I said, well, Junior must have won somewhere. So I get the form and I start scouring around, scouring around. I'm looking, where is he? Where'd he go? Junior Alvarado went to Tampa Bay, had four mounts on Saturday. He won the Sam F. Davis. Oh, that's great. He gave up, he gave up a whole day. Of, of money made opportunities at his main base track, then he went on the road and made the big score. So if you do your study and you can find little nuggets like And that. did you bet him? Of course I did. And because you did, Brian Blessing, you and Steve have won two ice cold Coors beers right. to beer. celebrate in the winter circle. Bring beer into the radio studio. Sounds cold too. Ice cold, ice cold beer. I knew wow. this could be a time you need to be in the winter circle and you're you're in the mountains oh, with Coors well, beer. There, there's two. Why aren't there three? There's three of us. Uh, what do you think happened? You drink yours on the way here. I didn't do that. <laughs> of course not. I don't uh, drink and drive, Brian. But so, so we're starting to get to the point, though. Like, you know, we want fans back. We want to get our events back. And is the vaccine going to, at least mentally, helping out to the point where our marketing departments or your financials and all your meetings? What are you guys looking at down the road? What are the prospects? Like, What are you hearing from people that are sharper minds than us, let's say? Well, let me put a twist to it, uh, to put a smile on your face. 
unless we take two of the floors and make them geriatric and wheel people in from nursing homes, those are the folks in the state of Nevada that are getting the shots first. That's 70 and above. Right now, we're just dealing with the situation as it is and hoping that our friendly neighbors from California, Arizona, Utah, Washington, Oregon, Montana, and Idaho come on down. It's a nice trip. Hey, that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, have you wrapped your head around this? Do you notice this? Like, I say this all the time. Maybe it's me. I, I just like planes. I'm easily amused. I like planes. Okay. But you, you look up in the sky. It's like we used to get a plane every 30 seconds. Now it's like you only give you see one every three, four, five minutes. Okay, now I want you to start looking. Friday and Saturday nights, we're seeing more of those headlights. Coming from the <laughs> east, coming up. west. They're stacked up, and coming in. they're starting to stack up. That's only good that news cool, for us. Is that not, honestly, is that not a cool view? When, you, when you're driving around the valley, but you, and you do, and you look out over Henderson or over that way, and, and you see them stacked up about a dozen deep coming in. And whether you wear glasses or not, and you could still see that you could see 16 light bulbs, and you knew that that was eight airplanes, you said, man, this is going to be a great weekend here in Las Vegas. Do they bet the Daytona 500 would you pretty good in NASCAR, or is, is that kind of an off-the-beaten-path thing for you? Of course it's not beaten path. It's right in the middle of the path. It's right in the roadway, Brian. But the, they bet that. They no bet, kidding. Yeah. They bet anything we've got up that deals with future. How about this little golf tournament we're getting ready to have? Pebble Beach? Or no, the let's talk about the Masters. Yeah, They're betting that like crazy already, good, too. Good. Yep. No, I'm glad to hear uh, and then Daytona 500 means they're coming out. That's though. That's a big one. I mean, you talk about the punch to the gut that, you know, the community and all communities, but specifically here, when that race comes here, you're talking what 120,000 people. And so far, I've liked the initial advertising they've had about the restart here of bringing, uh, you know, our, our favorite NASCAR drivers back onto the track. It's really kind of humorous what they put Did, out there. By the way, we were talking about this um, with Adam Burke before. Did you know they're doing a dirt race? At Bristol, a dirt race. No, I didn't know we had dirt tracks anymore. Oh, they're building it. Oh, okay. They're building it at Bristol for a NASCAR race. That's yeah, going to be one. And then we get the clash tonight. To get So NASCAR's back. Yeah, we had the Benton Motor Speedway there in Benton, Arkansas. That was where we did our dirt racing. <laughs> Tony Devil's in studio with his Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're having fun on a Tuesday. We're coming back, taking it to the top of the hour. Let's put two half wits together to get a full wit. We'll let Stevie and Tony come up with a fun thought to take us home. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you to take it home. Sportsbook Radio, Sirius Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network from KSHB Studios in Las Vegas. Take us home, Stevie. Now, you got pressure. We got a guest in here, and he brought you beer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to fail miserably here. I, I, I literally have no idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Stevie's yeah. thought segment might, this might be yeah. the last day for it. Co- completely gone, yeah. Now, the bottom line is football's over. And we're moving forward. That's what's going on. Well, you know, he started with an answer instead of a question. The question is, what do you call a deer with no eyes? Yeah. And Stevie gave the answer. You just saw it. (laughs) No eye deer. You just saw it up close and personal. Hey, by the way, uh, the Golden Circle Sports Week and Sports Bar, we say this to people, when you're coming into Vegas from out of town, swing by, check out the new joint. Uh, I had a great day playing the horses with your butt. It was great fun. 
and the food was spectacular, and uh, the restaurant and everything. It's a brand new joint, and it's a brand new sports book. Is it running smoothly? Yes, it's running real smooth. The best thing is come over, take some time, drink a beer or two, get a couple of bets in, check out the numbers, but look at the memorabilia. Yeah. I can't get over what's your how fa- much. What's your favorite piece of memorabilia? Well, I, I really like that picture of Muhammad Ali standing over the top of Sonny Liston up there in New York or Maine. I think it was in Maine, Maine yeah. where it took place. But, I mean, it, it's just, you know, you see like Joe Lewis's driver's license. For those folks that don't know Joe Lewis, he was a boxer that used to be one of the greeters over at Caesars Palace back in the day. But there's just something that covers football, baseball, basketball, and hockey, and it's a place to come to and take it all in and don't be in a rush. So easy in and out for the TI off of Spring Mountain. Even though it's on the strip, you don't got to deal with strip traffic. Easy in and out. Parking no. is free. Free. F-R-double-E. Look at you, man. All right. Look at you with the short sleeve shirts. It's like gloomy Gus out there. It's it's overcast today, but the way we, boy, these poor people, Becky's, they get the polar vortex. We're winning the battle here. It's like 70 around here because of that polar vortex. It's his warm Yeesh. personality. Oh, no wind, no wind, no wind in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, it's baby. cold everywhere, but here, thankfully. All right, good stuff, Tony. Always a pleasure to see you. We're going to call it a day on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vegas Hockey Island is coming up next locally. Scott Farrell on Sirius 204.